0: Hi, my name is Farron, and you're listening to Hungry for Apples podcast. Please follow me on Instagram, F-A-E-R-N, and check out my website, Farron.me. Grab an apple, enjoy the show. Hey, what's up? How's it going? Welcome back to Hungry for Apples with your host, Farron. This week, I want to talk about how the universe has our back. And I know how this is a difficult concept for a lot of people, especially if you're going through really hard times. So this is more for... Actually, you know what? It's for everyone. It's just that some of you, if you are going through a really hard time and you're listening to this podcast some of it is not going to sound awesome and this is something that we as we go forward and we start to develop and our consciousness expands on an individual level we understand these things a little bit more and a little bit more and then it spreads out into the collective so i'm just letting you know that right now because it's the spiritual aspect of things and the real life or not even real life the in action life have a tendency to sometimes sound like they're at odds if you're not used to looking at things from that perspective and when it comes to this concept of the universe has your back it is almost immediately in that zone because Every single thing you go through in life is a lesson in some way, shape or form. As you move through your life and you become more aware, and if you're doing spiritual work, emotional integration, all of that, it comes at different intervals. But as you move through your life and you become more aware, it's more apparent how some of the hard times you went through were big important lessons. Um, But when you're going through them, it definitely doesn't really feel that way, especially at the beginning. When you end up living from a spiritual perspective, you still end up going through things that you don't like. I don't know why people think that once you jump into the pool, you all of a sudden are just in bliss forever. It's that your perspective is wrapped around this understanding that The universe has your back and how you approach these things are more important to your expansion or more applicable to your expansion than anything else but getting to that point is also very important so we never negate where we've been to get to where we are this is a very important thing when it comes to meeting yourself where you're at. And I speak about that a lot on this podcast on all different levels. So if everything is a lesson, the universe is rigged in your favor, right? The issue is usually around belief structures and the lack of awareness around visionary ability. Most people are spending their time in some kind of avoidance of difficulty which unfortunately creates more of the same. It's part of that programming thing. So once you reach a point where you understand that you take more responsibility for your actions in the world, right? You take more responsibility in looking back at things that you've done and understand how those things happen. So in the, in the thing that I was just saying, um, this unfortunately creates more of the same. When you're spending all this time trying to avoid a difficult situation, you make things more difficult. And that's something that I've personally had a lot to do with myself. After a while, you understand that the universe basically just thinks you like the difficulty and more and more situations or people or experiences will appear, they will materialize you will manifest them just based on that interaction with the universe so if you start to have the same kind of energy towards what you actually want versus what you don't want Given some personal awareness and inner work, and you know, some diligence so that you're consistent, these things shift. And that's what I want to point out here. That's the most important point is that you can turn this around, this whole perspective thing, right? You just have to take time to see what it is your beliefs are driving. So, If you don't think that you have enough talent to do something, that you're not going to be able to find the talent to do the thing, okay? If you don't believe that you have the intelligence to create the class that you want to create and sell, then you're not going to do the thing, okay? This is the most basic way that I can put that. Oftentimes what happens is we are presented with situations that we really, really don't want. And we've spent so much time not wanting them that we've drawn them closer and closer and closer. This is the same thing. I'm repeating myself just with a different type of description. So why would you want to turn this around? Well, unless you like this game, the chances are pretty high that if you're listening to this podcast and you're interested in self-help, expansion, ascension, any of those things, this is one of the things that's super in your way. It's really hard to get yourself to stand up to yourself and be honest. If you can't spend time looking at the difficulties that you've been involved in, whether you created them or somebody created that for you, these energies have been in play for years and years and years. And it is, it's like you're playing out a script. This is part of the programming kind of speckled in there or sprinkled in there there are a lot of other situations that can pull you out but because your view is stuck on this inability the ability is almost shrouded it's like you can't see that the door is there and if you were listening if you listened to the last podcast I was talking about that because it came up in the be here now quote So the new segment that I added to the podcast is Helpful Quotes and Sayings. And last week I read from Be Here Now. And this week I'm reading from another book. So uh, next week I'll do a shorter one, I promise. Okay. So I'm reading from Woman Who Run With the Wolves by Clarissa Pinkola Estes. I'm reading from page 256. It's chapter 9, the beginning of chapter 9, homing, returning to oneself. There's human time and there's wild time. When I was a child in the north woods before I learned there were four seasons to a year, I thought there were dozens. The time of nighttime, thunderstorm, heat lightning time, bonfires in the woods time, blood on the snow time, the times of ice trees, Bowing trees, crying trees, shimmering trees, breaded trees, waving at the tops only trees, and trees dropping their babies' time. I loved the seasons of diamond snow, steaming snow, squeaking snow, and even dirty snow and stone snow, for these meant the time of flower blossoms on the river was coming. These seasons were like important and holy visitors, and each sent its harbingers. Pine cones open, pine cones closed, the smell of leaf rot, the smell of rain coming, crackling hair, lank hair, bushy hair. Doors loose, doors tight, doors that won't shut at all. Window panes covered with ice hair, window panes covered with wet petals, window panes covered with yellow pollen. Window panes pecked with sap gum. And our own skin had its cycles too parched, sweaty, gritty, sunburned, and soft. The psyches and souls of women also have their own cycles and seasons of doing and solitude, running and staying, being involved and being removed, questing and resting, creating and incubating, being of the of the world and returning to the soul place. When we are children and young girls, the instinctive nature notices all these phases and cycles. It hovers quite near us and we are aware and active at various intervals as we see fit. Children are the wildish nature and without being told so, they prepare for the coming of these times, greeting them, living with them, and keeping from those times recuerdos, mementos, for remembering the crimson leaf in the dictionary, the angel wing, necklaces from the silver maples, snowballs in the meat locker, the special stone, bone, stick, or pod, the peculiar shell, the ribbon from the bird burial, a diary of smells from that time, the calm heart, the excited blood, and all the pictures in their minds. Once we lived by these cycles and seasons year after year, and they lived in us. They calmed us, danced us, shook us, reassured us, made us learn creaturely. They were part of our soul skins, a pelt that enveloped us, and the wild and and natural world. At least until we were told that there were really were only four seasons to a year and that women themselves only had three seasons girlhood, adulthood, and old womanhood. And that was supposed to be that. But we cannot allow ourselves to sleepwalk wrapped in this flimsy and unobservant fabrication it causes women to deviate from their natural and soulful cycles, and therefore to suffer from dryness, tiredness, homesickness, it's far better for us to return to our own unique and soulful cycles regularly, all of them, any of them. Honestly, I don't think I have to say much about what this means. It directly applies to what I think most people are seeking at this time, women are not, a way to more deeply connect with themselves. And what they're saying here is it lives in the cycles, those things that we looked forward to when we were children that we didn't realize were cycles, they just came around, yeah? That kind of thing that we return to a natural flow and in order to do so we need to remove some of the beliefs and structures that we've been trained to live with. So thank you for listening to this segment and back to the rest of the episode. these different levels of perceptions are available to everybody, but until you start to kind of clean up your situation, it's easiest if you start with your body, but chances are pretty high that you have to start with your attitude or with your perspective, because these are the things that most people have constant access to. Now, I know that sounds confusing, but when I say start with your body, I literally mean purifying your system having a physical practice where you are making your body sweat and moving through all of that kind of stuff. This to me is one of the best ways to get into your intuition, to increase your ability to believe in yourself, to get over any kind of big hump. If you have this other practice so that you know exactly how to come home to yourself, this shifts all of this stuff really quickly so another thing that i would want to point out is like how would you do this how would you shift this programming of my point here is this you want to believe that the universe is rigged in your favor but there's somehow something in your way the chances are pretty high this has very little to do with the universe and a lot to do with your belief in yourself and whether or not you have like I was just saying, a practice to come home to. Now you don't have to have it be a physical practice it could totally be a mental practice meditation is one of the best ways to bridge the gap here but understanding where you are emotionally in your day to day activities is like the most human way to check yourself all you have to do is pay attention to how you're treating other people what do you do when something you don't want to happen happens what's your very first reaction these are the best markers for you to kind of figure out a method to come home to yourself and then once you have this in play You master that. How do you master that? You look at everything that you encounter from there forward as a lesson for you to learn something to help you expand in some way in this lifetime. These things might come in in little spurts and eventually it's a seed that's been planted. This can take years. It can take days. It really depends on what it is and what you're paying attention to what your needs are, whether or not you're trying to shift into a more spiritual life or you just want to look at your life from a more emotionally well-rounded perspective. Now, I know I just differentiated those. In my opinion, those are the same thing, but I know that not everybody is trying to connect to what would be called spirituality but everybody can understand connecting to their inner self their body and nature more readily and i think that it's nice to differentiate that because i know y'all don't play the same games you know what i'm saying it's fine not everybody has to go to a yoga class in order to take advantage of this kind of information. These things are seasonal. Essentially, your body can provide you with all of the things you need. It's just that we need to uncover the belief in that we have to remember that that's possible. Most of the time, this is Shrouded by emotional density. And where does emotional density come from? It comes from having these very karmic, very un- unappreciated, was one way to look at it, possibly avoided situations. You know, even good situations create density because it might be good for you, but it's not so good for other people. The point is, is that every action has that reaction and you create this density in your system. You store it in your body. We all know that. This is why I personally started working on fascia, fascial maneuvers. But, you know, the whole yoga thing, we've talked about this. This is how you start to move into your system and become closer to source and able to spend more time with source or spirit whatever it is that you name that that special that special place, you know? Your heart center, Aloha ma, self reflected love. There are very many ways to look at this. But the point is that if you take the time to create a way to come home to yourself with regularity, the, the lessons, the experiences that you go through start to look like they're in your favor more and more readily, even if you don't like what's going on because your body, your system understands that you're not going to abandon it somewhere and just float off into protection of, you know, protection from emotions and feeling and sensation because that in and of itself, our misunderstanding of what pain is Is actually a big giant fuel for misunderstanding divine feminine and and I mean divine pain I mean sensation um those transitional moments the really really big ones that are like a catapult it, it it's so filled with pain whatever whether you call it despair grief, um, it physical pain, emotional pain, the depths of despair, it, any of that. Once you come out of that extremeness, you're it's a transition. You've been through a transition. But most people spend so much time trying to avoid unplanned sensation that they miss out on this lesson that can come from pain. I also think that we miscategorize a lot of pain. I'm not saying to see if you can walk on water. I'm not saying to see if you can fly, okay? I'm not saying that all of a sudden pain doesn't exist or anything like that. What I'm saying is is that we have lumped together pain from injury emotional pain and extreme discomfort and because we have all of these things lumped together we never really look at them separately and it's really difficult to define where the lesson is and you know how you benefit from it Because if everything's rigged in your favor, there's gonna be a benefit. That's the whole point. So hopefully some of this rambling about the universe being rigged in your favor has given you some insight into how you might be able to flip the switch or turn your head upside down, you know, turn the perspective on some of the experiences you've been through in your life and see if you can draw out what you learned from them the chances are pretty high that they thread together in some way which only means that there's a similarity to the lesson for me it it was a lot I repeated things a lot I am very stubborn when it comes to certain things so if you start to pay attention to this and it seems like a big giant mountain try to focus it in and just see the similarity of those things instead of all of the details of the events specifically. This will really turn it in your favor you'll understand maybe that you super duper avoid everything or you actually just don't pay attention to the fact that you're in pain sometimes or that something is difficult or how you contribute to certain situations because you can't really change how the other person is treating you but you can absolutely shift what you're doing and saying and whether or not you're even contributing to those types of conversations anymore. You have this in your favor. It's just that you have to look at it. If you have any questions or if there's something else I can touch on, I really want you to email me. The email is as follows. Hungry for apples podcast at gmail.com. I will answer your email. I also will do a podcast if the question makes sense to the topics that I'm bringing up. So remember, it might not feel like it sometimes, but the universe is definitely rigged in your favor. Have a great week. Bye.